0: Welcome to The Rational Egoist. I'm your host, Michael Liebowitz. A week or so ago, I put it out on Facebook that I needed to garner up some more viewers and some more subscribers, listeners to my podcast. And I was given a lot of recommendations. And one guy asked me, well, what was your highest rated podcast? And I thought about it and I pointed out, well, it was one and where I had a debate. And he said, well, maybe you should have more debates. And he volunteered to come on and debate with me. So I thought, that's great. While he says he's not a professional philosopher, he is a well-read amateur philosopher. And he does have four university degrees. And he's taking the bar in this February coming up. Am I correct? Yeah. So basically, I'm very much outmatched. But we'll do it anyway. (laughs) Jerry Bordeaux, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me here. I'm looking forward to this. And like I told you, I don't plan on relying on any of my degrees for any of this. This is just out of the love of arguing about philosophy. So. <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> so, well, what is you, you describe yourself as a moral nihilist. What does sure. that mean?
1: Yeah. And I don't want to be too picky on like the label moral nihilist either. I would take that or even like a moral anti-realist. Basically, I, I guess if I had to sum it up, and there's no good way to sum it up in one sentence, but I just don't believe calling something moral or immoral actually points to anything objective. Uh, And I don't think that it actually adds um, in in any sort of significant way, any material way to the description of something. Uh, I think that um, more um, accurately, people have preferences. Uh, We all have preferences. We have preferences for a bunch of different reasons, uh, which we, I'm sure we'll talk about as this goes on. Um, And you could uh, intuit uh, uh, that something is wrong, and and that will probably make a preference on your part. Uh, But that doesn't actually mean that there really is something called a moral. It's just a preference that you have about um, what someone should or should not do.
0: So... Years ago, I read a book called Learned Optimism by Martin Seligman. Uh-huh. I think that was the book anyway. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But he was talking about how we can know what's moral. And the way that he did it was to basically go by what various traditions all had in common. You know, the the uh, Aristotle, Buddha, Jesus, and, you know... On and on, yeah. but I remember thinking to myself, "What you just said—that well, just because these people agreed something was right or wrong doesn't mean it is. You've actually got to prove it independent of what they think." Yeah. And and what you're saying is there is no objective right or wrong; it's just a yeah. matter of preference.
1: But that's right, and I I think that for a lot of reasons, most strongly evolutionary and and game theoretic reasons human preferences will often um, uh, find themselves in agreement, right? Like probably way more often than not. Even in societies that have what we would consider stark differences, probably have very shared ways of (laughs) thinking about other people and uh, arranging uh, who owns what and has access to what and how do we avoid just killing each other. Um, Right. You know, it, it just would be strange, actually, if we didn't.
0: Well, people who think murder, for instance, is wrong would tend to survive and be able to pass on their genes more than a group of people who all thought murder Precisely, was fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, like the, the old chestnut everybody likes to to bring out was, is, you know, is it okay to kill a baby, right? And almost everybody says, of course it's not. And that would be strange if everybody had the opposite uh, opinion because how would we, right. we even be here, right? So, no, yeah. we wouldn't,
0: right. Yeah. Because every time a baby cried, somebody would kill it yeah exactly I i don't mean that literally but you you you, that's the the gist of it right is that oh yeah that's people that don't murder one one another live to pass on their genes right okay i think it's imperative that in order to have this discussion we agree on some definitions otherwise we just end up chasing our tails right so what are what would be a the science or the discipline or the study what are ethics what is morality
1: Right. So I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I I think it's just another word for preference. And then people make an error in assuming that uh, morality is something else. Right. And I, I think that you can take preferences and see how they play out in the real world. I, I think that's an objective thing you can do. Um, but I don't know what it means to say X thing is moral On its own, like independently of anything.
0: I would define a code of ethics as a code of values to guide that guides human behavior. And I think it's obvious that people have such codes. I mean, you and I could agree on a set of ethics to guide to, to govern this debate. The question is then that becomes, is there an objectively correct code of ethics right is there an objective yeah correct oh no i
1: agree i mean we could easily prove that a code of ethics exists somewhere and and i don't think we're going to disagree on that at all the question is like if we were to push it back any farther and say like is this code of ethics moral by some standard or is it just the representation of people's preferences as to how they'd like to solve a practical issue that's where it starts to become murky because some people and i'm not saying you i really don't know what you're going to say um but some people will say there is an objective way of deciding whether that code of ethics that we both know exists is correct and that's right. what that's what needs to be yes yeah. sir i mean there's a
0: religious code of ethics the bible has one the quran has one
1: True. so yeah.
0: value i the value first of all in my view can be used in two different ways right we all obviously have values values are our preferences things that we pursue in reality everybody has those right But there's another definition of value that is, uh, and I want to make sure you agree on this, that's any object or quality desirable as a means or end in itself. Now, the difference between that and the pursuing part is I can pursue anything. That doesn't mean it's actually desirable for me to do so. Whereas I think, I think we would agree on the pursuit definition of value, but that there actually exists a concept of desirable maybe is where we'll we'll differ.
1: Maybe. Um, I'm not sure that we would differ on it. Like it sounds to me that you're saying something like there's the idea that somebody can have values like, Hey, I think you should tell the truth could be someone's value. And then there's the idea uh, uh, that like something could have, in the sense of utility, it could have value.
0: Well, yeah. So, the the question is there. There, everybody has values. We know true. that. But yeah. is there a right set of values? Is the is the the question?
1: Okay, but I just want to make sure we're clear. I mean, I do think there's a difference between something somebody says they value and then the actual something utility actually having they, values. It, yeah, uh, yeah. Like it, you know, I. Yeah. I value my, my laptop here, um, but it's not like a personal value. You know what I mean? The the sense is different to me. Anyway. Yeah. You just, you value it. I mean, there's
0: obviously there's more abstract values, truth, justice, honesty, right. uh, that sort of thing, which would be, like I said, more abstract and, and more determinative of other behaviors, but there's also concrete things that we value, my microphone, My podcast are things that I- I,
1: And I can literally assign a value to it, right? Like a a dollar value, for example.
0: Doesn't mean somebody else will pay it, but sure.
1: Sure, yeah. (laughs) But I can say like subjectively, this is how much it's worth to me or I can assign some measure of utility to it, right?
0: Yes. Okay, so the last question, the last thing I I think we need to settle or, or agree on is, do human beings have free will, a, a, a element of agency that's or volition? If not, I mean, then we have to spend all day debating about that because I would agree, if there's <laughs> no free will, there's no ethics.
1: There can I, be I no think system. we might have to spend all day debating about that then, Michael, because uh, okay. I, I don't think that humans have uh, free will.
0: Okay. Well, then see, yeah. that's where the, the linchpin <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> will come in. But sure. my, my question then is, If human beings don't have free will, then why debate anything? Because I'm determined to believe what I believe. You're determined to believe what you believe. That's all there is. No, I I mean,
1: mean, so I just uh, I see what you're saying, but I don't think it works quite like that either. Right. Like human beings can change. I don't think that the argument uh, for me is that human beings are static. No, no. Um,
0: But okay, no, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, that's okay. So like, uh, you know, I'm not saying that it's impossible to convince me of anything or that it's impossible to change anyone's opinion on anything. You might be asking, what's the point, but I mean, then I'm not sure that there is necessarily a point in the sense you're using it. However, we might just not have a choice, right? Like if I enjoy this and you enjoy this, uh, we didn't decide to enjoy this. We just do. And so we're doing it. Uh, I'm not sure that you need a point to do it. Well, the, 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 Problem I have is
0: this, if even in this case that you said where, well, I can change, but in a, in a completely deterministic universe where even human thoughts and actions are necessitated, you would have no power over whether you changed or not. It's all necessitated by antecedent events. It's a long chain starting with the big bang that ends in the, whatever decision or whatever thought you're going to have. Once you had the bang at the beginning, all of this was necessitated. And the question to me becomes, well, if I'm necessitated to think what I think and you're necessitated to think what you think, why would I ever trust anything? Because there's no real, I mean, other than I would have to trust it because I would be necessitated to do so. But then it's just, well, I just don't know what the sense of any debate is other than we're made to do it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know if there is a sense to anything, um, there could still be a sense to it. Right. So like, um, though I do think the universe was determined from the start of, I, I don't know if it's a big bang or just, uh, uh a state of, of, uh, entropy that was unusual or however physicists are describing it these days, but whenever, um, that, that sort of machine started going, that system started going, I do think pretty much everything was, or no, I shouldn't say pretty much. I think everything was set in stone past that. I have no idea why that system exists. I, I would love to know. I don't think anybody knows. So I don't know if there's a point or not. Um, but I do think that all of the information we have shows that we don't have free will over uh, what we think we're due.
0: Okay, why, why not? What is the evidence that we don't have free will?
1: Yeah, so, the, well, there's a whole bunch of it. Um, for one thing, uh, there is just absolutely no evidence in physics that we have free will. Like, if, we, if you take a look at, at uh, the physics of um, uh, quantum mechanics, for example, it's time reversible. You, you never see anything weird happen where uh, some unaccounted-for force just appears and intervenes with the universe. Um, there's there's not a sense that if you ran the program again you get some different results but even if you don't accept or even if you accept that some sometimes people say yeah but in like more complex higher order systems there's like an emergent free will and i don't quite understand why that is because any emergent system will have to be dependent on the foundations of the systems it relies on uh so i mean if if the basic mechanics of the world or of the universe are deterministic, it's hard for me to understand how something else non-deterministic would emerge from that without breaking that determinism. But even then, like, if you just wanted to get into the psychology of like how humans think and, and operate, um, it doesn't, it's not clear to me that we have free will there either. I mean, um, there are varying um, uh, attributes that human beings hold. I mean, you, you probably would agree that not everybody is capable of the same uh, intellectual abilities as everybody else. Uh, and much of our, our uh, behavior is mediated by our frontal cortex, which um, you know doesn't even really fully come online until our mid twenties. Um, it's hard for me to imagine that everybody just is, is operating on some uh, rational free will uh, machines or, or software where they're taking in information and making some kind of uh, voluntary decision. Even the sensation, I'll shut up in two seconds. Like even when someone changes your mind, right? Like or at least this is what it feels like to me. It doesn't feel like a decision. It just feels like okay, that makes sense, and now my mind has changed. Um. Anyway, okay. I'm
0: I'm an objectivist, so I'm. This is not my invention. I want to be clear. I didn't come up with the idea. I'm about to to put forward. I didn't that. invent
1: any of that either. No, no, I
0: I know, but I just <laughs> you know I just want to be be clear. Sure. So. In Ayn Rand's definition of free will, she says there's one fundamental choice that we have to think or not to think, to put forth the effort to think, to focus, to engage in a a train of reasoning. Now, by introspection, I can feel myself either putting forth the effort or allowing myself to fade off into nothingness. I can also reflect back on past behaviors, I can analyze my behaviors, see if I want to change them, keep them going. In the case that you just gave, where if my mind is changed, it's not like I'm just this blank vessel that's sitting here and all of a sudden my mind's changed. I have to actually consider the argument that's being made. I have to reflect upon it. I have to weigh it against previous knowledge I've had. All of that takes effort that I necessarily have to put forth. And I certainly can differentiate, for instance, if somebody comes by and my my hand's right here, right, and somebody bumps it, so my hand jumps. Or if somebody picks me up and carries me somewhere, or if I have a, a broken bone, that's you know because some physical object hits it. I definitely can differentiate all of those things, which are necessitated, which I have no choice over, and differentiate them from acts of my consciousness, which clearly seem to me to be under my direct control, whereas somebody carrying me would not be under my direct control. And that doesn't mean. Now, obviously, we're we live in a, a causal universe, a, a universe where entities have identity, right? So, of course, the the nature of human beings is some people have are taller, some are shorter, some are smarter, some have more musical ability. F- free will doesn't mean omniscience to me. It all it means is that I have the the ability to think about things, to reflect upon them, to put forth effort to change my mind and then act accordingly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that like, I agree with some of what you're saying uh, in that uh, obviously, yeah, people can tell the difference between when they're forced by an external thing that's not them to do something uh, versus what they perceive to be themselves um, which is yourself. I mean, I'm not saying that you don't have thoughts or that you don't apprehend where your body is or that you have thoughts. I'm just calling into a question whether you have control over those thoughts um, as much as maybe you think you do. And Michael, I don't mean to be picking on you here at all. Like no, I, no, I could fine. be using myself as an example. Sure. It's just that when we like, even in, in right now, I'm talking to you and I don't know what word is going to come out of my mouth next. Right? Like, uh, there are things that our brains apprehend and do before we're consciously aware of them. There are lots of things like that when we, we, we do studies on people. Um, but additionally, there's like, there's noise in the system too. So, um, I, I, I didn't prepare a bunch of studies before coming here, but uh, there are studies about how our electrical system works. Obviously we're a bunch of neurons that are, 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 are interconnected and that's how we form thoughts and, and, and ideas and decisions. Um, but there's electrical interference in there that just like messes with, I mean, how tired you are will affect how you deal with mm-hmm. me today. Like as we were discussing before, sure, right? There, there's so much in there that really isn't under your control. And then again, ultimately, like like you were saying, it's a causal universe. We both agree. Uh, otherwise, it wouldn't make sense. And in fact, I don't think the universe would even know what to do if it wasn't a causal universe, because the the, the primary sort of most fundamental, and I'm pulling this away from Leonard Susskind, um, uh, rule in physics is that information is conserved, right? So like the universe never loses where it is. It can, it can always keep computing. It never halts. And it's because it knows what happened and it knows where it's going. If we could just interject into that somehow um to have some kind of uh, libertarian free will, I, I think that the universe would not really allow that. I mean, it, it, I don't I don't understand how the universe would work in that way. And by libertarian, I don't mean political by I, the it's, way. it's uh, uh, th- there's two types of free will. People say we have libertarian free will where which has nothing to do with the the, po- the political policy. No where you could just decide whatever you want. And then there's compatibilism where people think that determinism or the causal universe is somehow compatible with free will. But I just find that viewpoint to be a little confused. Well, I would utterly reject
0: the libertarian notion. I'm sure. Because for instance, I have a mild case of obsessive compulsive disorder thoughts, thoughts intrude on me. But the, the thing is I can tell the difference between thoughts that are intruding on me and making me that are doing something. And I can actually challenge those thoughts. I can say to myself, so, I mean, there's multiple levels of consciousness and I'm by no means, I don't think that you and I are as far apart on this as simply saying, (laughs) simply saying free will, no free will would imply, because I agree. There's all types of context and all types of factors that, that are coming into play that are interfering with what I think, what I do. I mean, I might be in the middle of a thought with you and my girlfriend's son in the next room throws a temper tantrum. All of a sudden, my attention's directed there. I forget what I was going to say. And and the world is full of stuff like that. All I'm saying is that we do have the ability to self-correct, put forth effort, to think about what we're doing and to make decisions. But I, I, as much as the problem I'm having is this debate has been going on as the next debate we're going to have for a long, long time. And it's skewed, I think too, by language and how we we might be meaning each individual word. And so I here's my question to you. If we move on to the debate about ethics, Mm -hmm. I, if we're going to come back to, well, there's no free will, so there's no ethics, then we can't have the debate about ethics. Because, uh, because I would concede if we don't have free will, there's no such thing as ethics. So my, my question is, do you think that you can refute the idea of an objective ethics without refuting the idea of free will?
1: Um, yeah, I don't think we necessarily have to get into free will, honestly, because I think that there are other problems with objective okay. eth- ethics. So, like, I mean, for example, like the most obvious thing um, that I just don't think has ever really been solved and not for a lack of trying by many different philosophers, is the uh, traditionally credited to Hume is ought problem, right? Like I, I I've never actually seen that resolved satisfactorily. I think I mentioned in the article my favorite attempt at a resolution of this is intuitionism, which I don't intend to defend here because I'm not an intuitionist. Yeah. But but the the intuitionist would say something like you you know like at the very base level of explaining anything if i ask you an unending series of why questions at the end there's going to be like you're going to have to admit you don't know at some okay. point in any any system of of questions and that's the same with morals and then an intuitionist would just rely on well it seems to me it's wrong to kill babies and so absent like other information i'm going to say that's objectively wrong right that drives but me he- crazy by the way the well seemings, to me like
0: the seemings idea to me is utterly absurd. I <laughs> I had a, a debate not with Mike Humor with somebody else who brought sure. in these seemings and they just drive me crazy. Because yeah. I don't get it it means nothing to me. That it seems well, I do
1: so way. I I do accept sometimes like that the way things seem it might be reasonable to assume that's the way they are but I don't accept that actually for intuitionism because we know why as we discussed at the start of this um um uh, I don't know it's not really a debate. There's nice discussion. Um, as we discussed at the start of it, if if everybody thought it was okay to kill babies, nobody would be here. And and that is an evolutionary explanation as to why we have that. And once I know that, I know why I feel that way. So I haven't pushed it back to the unanswerable why, right? Like why is the universe here? I have no idea. Why don't we we want to kill babies? I know the answer to that. Yeah. Right? Like it's
0: okay. H- have you read ayn rand's essay the objectivist ethics
1: um i i don't think i have okay it, because she it, actually
0: says in there she solved the is-ought gap
1: i so i i let me say i don't think i have read that essay in its entirety i am obviously aware of ayn rand and many of the things she said or or purported to have believed okay. uh so
0: yeah, lay it on me if you want. Well, no, but the reason I asked you if you read it yourself, yeah, is to a to a man, I would say, and I might be wrong. So let me say almost to a to a man or a woman. Every critique I've ever come across of her gets her wrong. They sure. misstate her position and then proceed to attack it and it, it it's nerve wracking because then I have to end up saying, no, but that's not what she says. So now, instead of debating the actual issue, you end up debating what Ayn Rand actually oh, said. Oh yeah. No, I don't <laughs> want to do that. And no, me neither. Rather,
1: no, like I would rather, if we're going to talk, if you're right. going to espouse um, what Ayn Rand, if you're going to just endorse her position, I'd rather just have you explain what you endorse. Rather I'm than going
0: to explain. And, tell you what and, and, you endorse. and let me just say <laughs> yeah. that yeah. I don't, uh, I'm not going to state it 100% as she states it. I don't sure. agree with every word the woman's ever written. I, I take issue with various things. So what I'm going to, to put out there is my own internalization of the objectivist ethics. So, if somebody listening might say that's not the objectivist ethics, that's fine with me. I, 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 don't care. I, but somebody else might say all he's doing is plagiarizing the objectivist ethics. Yeah. So, I just want to be clear that that's what I'm you, relying. on. You don't
1: on. think an intuitionist wouldn't have listened to what I just said? Like, <laughs> oh, he doesn't know what he's. doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand yeah, what you mean. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so this is the, the thing.
0: If I examine human beings behaving right, I understand that certain actions benefit a human being and further his well-being. And I understand there's certain actions that harm his well-being. Certain actions help to keep him alive. I use the masculine because it's just my way of talking. So sure, yeah. you know, but or certain actions lead to our debts. So I know that. I know that people in reality pursue values like we talked about before. They have preference. Some of those preferences are beneficial. Judged by the life of the organism, by the human being, some are harmful. I also know that human beings don't come equipped knowing which things are good and which things are bad. We're not born with that knowledge. We actually have to learn it. That to me describes a, a, a need for ethics, a need for a code of values, a need to learn how to behave in order to further our lives. And contra humor this is where I had my big di- 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 disagreement with him. The alternative that human beings face of life and death, the conditional nature of our existence, meaning my, my existence is conditional on my actions at every moment, whereas the condition of a box I mean, the life of the, the existence of a box, not the life, the existence of a box is not conditional on what he does, which tells me I need a code of ethics. And then I would say, okay, going by the definition of value, I, I told you any object or quality desirable as a means or end in itself. Well, that presupposes the question desirable for what? And if we trace it back, as you said, ultimately, once you have life, period. In human life, in specific, in the context, you have things that are good for it and things that are bad for it. You have actions that life can take that'll keep it in existence, and you have actions that life can take that will lead to its detriment. In the case of humans, we have to learn those things. And the reason free will matters is because if it's automatic that we're going to pursue those things, then you don't need a code of values. But it's not, and that's why we do. So if I, if any of the, what well, I just stated.
1: I, I'm going to let's, let's keep the free will thing aside. Cause yeah, it'll, no, it'll, I'm just
0: saying that, but that's yeah. where it would have come into play. I just don't want to yeah. try to pull a. No, facile. I know. I, you, you would, so it.
1: of course. Yeah. I know. I understand why you would say that. And then I, of course I would say that like, it doesn't matter. I mean, you might end up with a, a code of values anyway, whether you, you think you need it or not, because that's what the universe. Well, so yeah. If the universe <laughs> makes <laughs> you sure. And then, then people who didn't have a code of values aren't here to talk to us about it. Right. That's a, uh, but uh, like, so here's the thing, I think, though, I mean, everything you just said, I can, uh, I, like, I don't think we're that far apart on a lot of stuff here. I mean, I think it's entirely possible to have a conditional where you go. Um, if the condition is X, you need to do A, B, and C to arrive at X or to get that 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 outcome. Um, I just don't think that I don't think that adding the word morality or saddling it with some kind of objective ought is adding anything to that description. So like, for example, I, I could say like, yeah, as soon as self-replicators appeared on the earth, there were certain conditions that had to be met for them to continue to self-replicate. Yes, And they're still going on. and uh, And human beings have, we do have all kinds of programming actually that we're born with. Uh, that kicks in uh, throughout our lives. And in fact, we do have a a complete set of instructions in our DNA uh, that even governs our predilections, personality, the way we apprehend things, our behavior. Um, That even when we change our behavior, what we often find is that, and I'm not going too far afield here, it's just that what we often find is there's an epigenetic reason for that. So like a, a switch has been flipped in our DNA and now we have a different protein expression from from still the code of instructions within us. It's the same organism. Um, and I, I guess what I'm saying is you can have all of that. Uh, You could even have a creature that values something like it almost sounds like you're a, don't, don't get mad at me here. I, a individualist level utilitarian, because um, it's like, okay, I have these things where I, I am not saying you're a socialist or a, in a utilitarian and in, in no, a Neutral no, sense, but it's like, okay, we have these things individually that we're going to assign value to. And um, of course, in economics, that would be like a subjective thing to do, right? That's subjective preference. But now we're going to, which which explains it perfectly, by the way, without adding anything to this, where we're saddling it with an objective morality. Well, like I don't see what the word adds to the description of what we do or how we reason.
0: Well, you have to conceptualize it some way. When you say that human beings have to learn how to behave and some of their actions harm them, some benefit them. And like you said, there's subjective preferences that can deviate from what benefits us. So if we want to survive, we have to learn what it will benefit us, or at least probably benefit us. It has to be conceptualized some way. And throughout history, the way that people have conceptualized how people ought to behave, they've called that morality or called it ethics. And the the way that Ayn Rand put it, and the reason I asked you, if you read it is she says, what an organism is determines what it ought to do. That's But if that's the, if, now it's contingent, mind you. If you want to survive, if you don't right. want to survive, then just go die. But if you right. want to survive, you have to learn how.
1: Okay, that's but, what
0: ethics are.
1: But that's pretty. So that, that's again. Then it's not bridging the is problem, right? Because there's sure. no reason why. No, it, it, there's, no, there's reason. no reason why. There's right. no reason why you should have to survive. I mean. If you want to survive, great, then you can do things. Most of us will want to survive for game theoretic reasons I've already explained. Some of us will rationally decide that we don't want to survive and we'll go. uh, I mean, there there, it's easy to I'm not going to get graphic. It's easy to think of situations where you might not want to continue to survive. Sure. Um, And then you're going to value things drastically differently uh, than if you wanted to continue and some people would call that immoral. I mean, it's part of the uh, Catholic faith, right? That you, would I could be wrong on this, but you you, you absolutely cannot commit suicide. I, I and, believe you're and correct, so, but
0: I would disagree with them.
1: Well, yeah, but they have, and I'll shut up in two seconds, but they, they have subjective value attached to their Catholic Catholicism. Sure. Right. They do. And that might help them to survive better <laughs> than somebody who doesn't. Um
0: so well, I just, it I
1: just don't see where the I don't see where the objective part of part of this comes in. I understand the conditional. I understand. Yes. Okay, if I want to survive, there are many things that will help that or not help that. But I don't understand where the objective portion of morality comes like, I don't understand what that adds to the description of the system.
0: Okay. Objectively, so I think I can take it to where we're going to disagree, but I want to get to st- st- what's it? stipulate where we do agree. So you would agree then that if a human being decides to live, that objectively there are actions that the, that human being can take and things in the environment that that human being should pursue in order to survive in third and other things, actions that the person should avoid and things in the environment, the person should avoid. That's objective. Once you have the the choice that the human being wants to survive, there's objective truths about what would help that human being survive.
1: Right. So once you have the conditional, whatever it is, yes, it could be about survival. It could be about painting a wall. It, 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 it doesn't really matter to me. Right. Like it, it once you have a conditional, I agree that there are things that objectively will help you to meet that goal or not. But I don't understand why it's important that it's about surviving or painting a wall or whatever. I could set up the same system about painting a wall and say I've bridged the is gap, but I haven't. Well,
0: No, well, the, the, the problem with that is if somebody were to say that painting a wall is the standard of value, that person wouldn't survive so now you would lose both values you would lose life and you would lose the wall unless you pre unless you took life first as the standard of value you would lose everything else have that, you ever that's heard of a why.
1: Boltzmann brain a who a Boltzmann brain have you ever heard of that
0: no i have not
1: it, okay i i don't want to go uh, too far into this the, the digression here but it's the idea that actually the most probable thing, by statistical mechanics, um, it, to exist is not the universe we see, where there's many brains and complicated things, but it's actually more probable that by chance you would have a brain, a single brain, in a universe, perceiving everything. Okay. Um, I'm not. Nobody's saying this is true or that this is what the real condition mm-hmm. of the universe is, but th- this thing could conceivably have conditionals can, it can make it conditionals that that like we're not even sure we could kill this thing it's not I, I know this is a hypothetical but it actually speaks to this right like you could what i'm saying is you don't need to be a human being on this planet to have a conditional necessarily what about like ai could have a conditional something anything could could be could have conditional
0: but they it doesn't the, my, my point oh, no, is it, if if if, if you had another yeah. entity right? That's existence w- was dependent on its own actions, that its existence was conditional in the way that life is, then I w- then we would could have that discussion. And maybe it does have a morality. Maybe it does have an ethics. Maybe it does need it. The, but the, the fact is that human beings need to discover how to live. And historically, that's been called ethics. How should you live? And the question is, you start off, if you want to survive, If you want to live, if you want to maximize your well-being, there's actions you need to learn to take. And I understand you could say, well, a person, uh, first of all, I've never in my entire existence come across a human being. That just for no reason that their default position wasn't I want to live. That they nope, I just want to die, that's it. But ethics ultimately applies to living organisms. So it means to living to humans. It's how we should live, not how we should die. And the problem is, I think, with people like a Hume or with a lot of people debating ethics. Is they start with this idea that ethics needs to be imposed by some higher figure, right? That there has to be something out there or some being out there that imposes the system on you. But I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, by the nature of who we are, the nature of reality, we need to learn how to behave. Well, and you, you that, just be saying
1: nature is imposing that then. That, well, but that's, na-
0: but but the problem is, is imposition implies intent, and I know I, I maybe even used the word. I'm not I'm not positive. But that's that's a a limitation of language. I don't know how else to say it doesn't mean there isn't another way just means I didn't think of it. But my only point is that if we have to decide and we have to discover how to live, that's ethics. And somebody can say, well, I don't think of ethics like that, but I don't know why not. And but if you don't, you don't. And that's fine. But nonetheless, You still have to discover how to live. You still have to discover what the best way to do so is, regardless of whether you call it ethics or not. And there are objective factors that will lead to your demise or lead to your your better existence.
1: Yeah. So like, you know, we both agree that there are objective factors that will lead to someone's death or continuance or continuation. But I don't understand still where morality comes into that. Now, you could say like, yeah, okay in order to be successful at living, it's really good to have a code of ethics. I'm sure that there are people that like, if you're living alone, for example, I don't even know why you'd have to have a code of ethics, because those are usually something you have to deal with other people. Aha! Um, but no, but, I'm
0: saying no, I, yeah. I just have to, I want to interject. I don't, I don't sure. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I want you to finish your thought, but no, if I'm alive, I still have to figure out if I'm alive and alone, I still have right. to figure out how to survive. Right. I so, still I still have to apply my mind, my reasoning faculty to existence in order to maintain my life. So ethics absolutely will apply. The problem is that it's been smuggled in that ethics necessitates or is dependent on dealing with other people. But that's uh, that's a variation of ethics. Well no no it hang on. Pre- so I said a code field.
1: a code of ethics when like if you have a code of ethics in sure. the law or at a board or yeah. A corporation, It is for dealing with other people. That's sure. entirely what people mean in that. In your special case of using ethics as like uh, a, a method of survival here, I still am uh, wondering how we've not arrived, uh, or how we've bridged the Izot gap, because it seems strange to me, let's say there's this guy alone on an island, and he needs to drink something, and he goes to crack open a coconut, and he screws it up, and now it's useless. Mm-hmm. was that unethical no because it was an error ethics
0: only applies yeah. to intentional decisions it doesn't apply to mistakes we're fallible creatures yeah. I, I can i can apply my mind as best i can and still make a mistake so but, but
1: then i then i think that we're, we're we are starting to diverge here because all i'm saying is that there are things you could do that or should do uh even properly in, 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 to, to survive and it makes little difference to me whether it was an error or not um, that the coconut didn't get over. Well, open. that's where,
0: well, that's where it, the free, the free will comes into play because if it's not a freely chosen thing and it's not done intentionally, I mean, if, if a wind blew me, for instance, if I'm walking and a hurricane picks me up and shoots me into you and you fall down and break your head, I didn't do that on purpose. You're not going to say that I was unethical. And if I screwed the coconut up by mistake, I don't know how that would be unethical I still need to, to to even in that case, I then would have to figure out what's another way I can maintain my survival. I'm always confronted with that choice. Once I decide to live, which I believe is the default choice. it's what we come into this world wanting to do, you have to figure right. out how to do it,
1: but we know we know why most of us and not all of us do have that default where we want to live. Um, that's we, evolution. Just- I don't disagree. It's, it's a game theoretic right. So yeah. I, I don't understand exactly. So you can get the entirety of why most of us want to live. And even sure. you can explain why a lot of us don't want to live uh, through that same ge- game theoretic uh, description. Mm-hmm. You can explain uh, all kinds of things, including what people should do if they want to continue living. Mm-hmm. But you have to have that conditional. Yes. Yes. Right. I don't disagree. But there's there's nothing like my system does not require a conditional anywhere (laughs) for this description of the system. Whereas if you want to then say, well, this is ethical and this is not, you need that conditional. But the conditional is always going to be arbitrary. Oh, see,
0: I don't think it's I don't that I would disagree that it's arbitrary because because that's what I want to know. So tell me why it
1: isn't arbitrary because
0: of the fact that it's it's Default. I come in here into this world and I want to live. Even as a baby, my drives want me to live. Everything in me is pushing me to live. As I get older, obviously, I'm confronted with things that are, you know, life becomes challenging. Maybe I say I don't want to live anymore, it, whatever. But I still come into this world with the, with the decision basically made for me by evolution that I want to survive. And to just default on that and say, I just, I just want to die. Well, if I just want to die, first of all, then nothing applies to me because ethics only applies to people that want to live. It doesn't apply if you don't want to live. If you're not in existence, you don't have any ethics. So I would say it's not arbitrary, but I think that is where you disagree. You're just saying that yeah. because it's conditional, it's not a code of ethics.
1: Well, I, yeah, no, I, well, I'm saying it's not an objective code of ethics. I'm th- I'm saying you have a subjective conditional Right, and then from that flows all kinds of objective things. I agree, but that the the initial subjective portion is like I don't agree. uh, 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 Two two sentences, I swear. Well, maybe roughly two. You could give Uh, me three; it'd
0: be fine. Okay, even like if somebody, I don't
1: I don't agree that like if somebody doesn't want to live, that this somehow changes their moral status because I don't know what in the physical system. Is really like, what am I learning by that? What is, what are, what are we describing here? Maybe you could tell me why it is that like there, this is not, I'm still waiting to sort of hear why it's not subjective to want to continue to live. I understand the whole, I'm born with uh, drives mm-hmm. as a baby, which by the way, we're leaving the determinism aside, but this is actually, I think, helping my side of that. And then, <laughs> and then, when you grow up and you don't wanna live anymore for the reasons you you sort of outlined, and then all of a sudden ethics don't apply to you because you don't want to, to live. No, no, but-
0: no, 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 no. What I'm saying is that maybe I, I stated it wrong. What I'm yeah. saying to you is that ethics applies. The only reason I need a code of values is because I want to live. If I don't want to live, I don't need a code of values. I don't need anything. I can just walk off in a corner and die, or I could throw myself from a bridge or whatever. I don't need a code of ethics to die. I need a code of ethics to live, to maintain my life, to flourish. It's still a code of ethics. You're disagreeing. You're saying it's not objective. I'm saying it's objective because I want to live. These are the objective criteria that makes it an objective code of ethics. It's not an imposed upon duty bound Kantian code of ethics that says you have to do this. This is your duty to behave that way. No, it's the entire system, as you call it, is contingent on me wanting to live. Sure.
1: Okay, but that so if doesn't mean if I say, you prefer to live, right? Sure. This okay. is a preference you have. And then I say, I agree with you entirely that in order to continue doing that, there are many objective things you have to do. do okay. Do you have any disagreement with that?
0: No, I, I really don't. I, my, my only statement to you is once you decide you want to live, there is an objective code of ethics. If you don't want to live, and, and, and there's nothing I can say to you, I can't tell you you should want to live. It's your duty to live. It's your obligation to live. I can't tell you that. All I can say is if you want to live, this is how you should behave. These are okay. the criteria.
1: So the preference to live, though that that which I would just plainly call a preference, like, a, and I and again I don't think it's when you have a control over, but it, it is. A, I will just call it a preference. It, you're you're happy to say that that is like a subjective starting point for an objective set of it's things. Not, not it's not. It's
0: not subjective in this sense. Whereas I may prefer uh, vanilla ice cream to chocolate ice cream. See, I think it's exactly or, the same or or I might <laughs> I might prefer talking to Jerry or I might prefer talking to Joe I mean it's a strong biological drive that I come into this world with to survive I then I, now as I get older I have to continue to make the choice to live there's no self-preservation instinct driving me to survive or dictating how I behave if I want to survive then the choice becomes operative. I'm just from the beginning, there is a strong drive to survive, to want to live.
1: so it, like would it be the case for you, too that like the, doing things that assure my survival continues, right? like are are ethical?
0: <laughs> well, it's going to depend. I mean, it, it, I, we can't get into an entire treatise on ethics, where there are, it's long range survival. It's not immediate. Let me survive for the next five minutes. We're human no. beings and we have to survive over the course of a lifetime. So if you say to me, for instance, well, it might be, in, it's going to further your survival Bible. You go murder that guy, take his million dollars. And now, you know, you can go thrive because right. I would say, no, it's not actually in my interest to do so because of a lot of factors.
1: Well, but it yeah. might be right. Like, no, I this don't see is the any thing...
0: circumstances
1: where it would be. Well, it depends on how you define your interests. Like, this is why I'm I'm pushing. By the way, I know you don't believe that that's what people should do, so I don't want to make it seem. No, bad. I know. I, I'm not saddling you with something abhorrent here. It's just no, I know. If if survival is like the basis for uh, the outgrowth of objective decision making then I I think that that allows for all kinds of stuff that it
0: doesn't like you said,
1: a Kantian wouldn't like, and Aristotle surely wouldn't like, right? There's, there's all kinds of stuff there. So this is where I, I don't understand why it's different or why it's different to say, uh, I prefer to live or I prefer vanilla ice cream or whatever. To me, it's just like, okay, people have a bunch of preferences. Uh, everybody like sort of prefers to live. Uh, those preferences clash together. And in order to sort of in a game theoretic way, um, you know, can optimize your chances of survival, people have to make agreements about how they're going to to behave. But that's not the same thing as saying, like, there's a, a starting point that uh, for objective uh, morals that is different than I like vanilla ice okay. cream. Would
0: you agree with this statement? And then I want to ask yeah. you a separate question if a human being decides to live then once you make that decision that is your standard governing the actions that you should take because if you pick anything else as a standard it, it would cut the entire thing off as its root because it could lead to your demise and then well so
1: like here's how here's how i perceive the question and i'm this is really good faith i promise you right okay but to me you're asking me about my preferences like, I, and one preference. Well, no, I mean, I, one of my preferences is to be alive. Yeah. However, that's not my only preference. I have many preferences that I think might be more important than being alive. They, like, okay. if it came down to it, right?
0: Okay. Here's the, th- the thing. Once you have any type of life, life is the, the, the first thing that gives rise to the concept of there's things that are good for it and things that are bad for it. Once you have life, there's conditions that the, that the life needs to make in order to survive, and there's conditions that will lead to its demise. That's what I call values. The, 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 the actions, the and that's what the dictionary define, defines value ultimately, are the things that are going to help maintain that life. So once you have life, you have an, an entity that's existent is contingent on its actions. That's why life is the standard right there. And I I, I see you disagree. So what I think is that anybody watching this that came into it agreeing with you is probably going to leave agreeing with you. (laughs) And whoever agreed with me is probably going to leave agreeing with me. But I wanted to back up a little bit to something you said a while ago. You said that we do come within our DNA with an automatic code of survival that it's encoded in our DNA.
1: I said we come with a, 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 a it's an instruction book basically sure. on how to build us. Yeah. Okay.
0: The wild boy of Avion, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, I probably not. Cause it's French. <laughs> Did, but have you heard of him? No, no. Go okay. Ahead. Well, this was a boy who was never taught anything, never learned anything. He was raised in the wild, almost like a, um, what was his name? Uh, Mowgli in the, the jungle book. Sure. And he was destroyed. He couldn't function. He had no code of survival. He had no code of living. He couldn't function yeah. at all. Yeah. But if he had an automatic code of survival, then he.
1: No, so, yeah, I like, I'll, I'll that's clarify why. That's what,
0: well, that's what I'm wondering is what exactly you
1: mean. So every, every organism, and there's nothing special about humans in this. Um, it, 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 it's not that if you were born and then thrown into a dark room, that you would develop naturally into a fully functioning human being that we see, there's an interplay between the environment that your genes sort of expect to meet. I'm, I'm ascribing intentionality to the genes that isn't really there, but just 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 so that we can uh, get the story out here, your, your, your DNA has evolved in such a way that it's going to produce proteins and uh, to make different organs in your body that are there to interact with the environment. And there's an interplay between the two uh, so yeah, you will severely damage somebody um, if they don't end up in the environment that their genes were were sort of uh, uh, selected for, right? But that, that's not this. So what I'm saying is the instructions to build you and how okay. you're going to apprehend the world are there before you, you're not a blank slate by any means when you come out, right? And I think you sort of agreed to that too, because you're saying like, when you're a baby you come out and you already have certain drives right That already sure. taught you
0: yeah what what you now, don't have is i think is we're con- both
1: going to agree that like as you get older you're going to, to you will develop based on your environment you're going to to adapt to it but that's the same for like a cat a dog a bird anything
0: well, yeah what human beings are not born with is conceptual knowledge in in regard to conceptual knowledge we are blank slates we don't come into the world with conceptual knowledge that requires effort
1: and thinking in order to gain um, yeah, I mean, I don't think a baby could could categorize things. However, it's, it's kind of interesting if you, if you go through um, uh, some of the child development literature. One of the first ways that children in, in our society um, start to reason is through categorization, uh, and you can you can really see it happen actually uh, too. It's kind of interesting um, how they they actually categorize sometimes more than adults do because adults get jaded and. And make a bunch of assumptions whereas children will notice similarities that we we don't um there is some truth to what you're saying in in that like if you're born into a society that does not uh offer any sort of like stimulus that would produce that it is likely that you won't produce uh, a conceptual framework that is very abstract like there there's plenty of studies about that of of um societies that are segregated from what we call modern society and Uh, just don't develop the ability to like they're very literal they see everything as a tool right rather than a a concept Um, now those are still people and they can't conceptualize that way right and I would still just say this is all preferences and they still have preferences Um, in fact there there are a very very small number of people uh, that think that human beings were not conscious Prior to about six or seven thousand years ago, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Julian James. Julian James, you ever heard of that guy? No, no, it's too much to get into here, but it's 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 super interesting. And whether he's correct or not doesn't matter. It just sort of plays into this conversation. Well, maybe you can
0: come back loves. sometime and tell me I would about
1: do, him. I would love to. I, I would <laughs> love to have
0: you back on. Yeah. All right, Jerry. Where can people find you?
1: Well, I have uh, my Substack called Argue with Me. Uh, and, uh, that's about it for now. Hopefully right. I'll expand that.
0: Argue with me, Jerry yep. Bordeaux. Thank you very much. You've been an absolute gentleman and I appreciate you coming on the show and I appreciate the feedback you've given me on Facebook, not just in regard to my recent question, but in regard to
1: other questions as well. No, that's great. I, I always do it the best of intent and thanks for having me here. So
0: for now, this is the rational Egoist signing out. I'm Michael Liebowitz. See you next time. And remember, let me know what you think. Take care.